This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Dips inside and hits. Oh, what a, what a goal! Right, that is from Ross Wallace. Chris Waddle, is he going to have a crack? Oh, he does, he scores! Anything Paul Gascoigne can do, Chris Waddle can do. One by Stephen Fletcher, back towards Adam Rich! Oh, listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hello and welcome to the Oppo's View, the show where we get to know our upcoming opponents just that little bit better. It's the final game of the season, Portsmouth at home, a full house, a packed out Hillsborough, which will be rocking, I'm sure. Uh, win for us, Caesars finish fourth and in the playoffs. Uh, anything but a win will uh, see us relying on other results from the other three sides uh, battling for the playoffs. Uh, now with us to uh, tell us about Pompey is Hugh from the PO Forecast. Hugh, mate, you all right? I'm well, thanks, James. Good to be back, and uh, I'm looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, good, uh, good stuff. It should be, uh, yeah, it should be a good one. Like I said, a packed out Hillsborough, obviously. Uh, again, just like last season, all to play for at the you know the, the last game. Obviously, last season was relegation. This season, playoffs, a uh, bit of a a dead rubber game for you. But uh, let, let's talk about the the form before we're for anything else. Um, your recent form has been quite good four wins out of your last five you've scored 13 goals in those last five games it seems you, your decent run of forms has just come a little bit too late for you this season yeah you could say that it's been a bit of an interesting one really because although the the recent form you said then James of you know four wins one draw in the last five games looks pretty good and if you look at our home form over the last 10 is eight wins two draws within those games as well we scored three or more goals in the last four games Wins yeah. against Wigan and Rotherham. But if you look a little bit deeper against that, our last five away games, three draws, two losses. And if you average that over the season, we're only getting 1.18 points per game away from home compared to at home, 2.04 points per game. So we basically had a run of home games where we're looking very good at this moment in time. But away from home, if you look at our results more recently away, draws against Morecambe, you know, Bolton, 
we are not looking that good away from home. So good news for your Shepherd Wednesday fans listening now, thinking about this promotion race or playoff race even, because Pompey's away form is completely different to our home form at the moment. Well, it sounds exactly like us. I mean, we have got the the best home form in the in the league. You know, two defeats all season. Um, but yeah, away from home, it's um, not quite been been the same. It just sounds exactly like you, really. I, I mean, obviously, you know, your last five games. I know most of them have been at home, like you said. But what's the the reason for that kind of upturn in form? Is it less pressure after you've kind of realised that you weren't going to be making playoffs? It's difficult to say, really, isn't it? Why? why it's come together I think we had a lot of away games and we had a lot of games against teams that were very difficult to play against we had quite a good run before that coming into January and it looked like we could potentially push on out of you know February and stuff but unfortunately it never really happened and what happened was we, we sort of beat all the teams below us in the league and we looked quite convincing of you know beating teams it looked quite you know quite easy in some senses and then we came up against the better teams in the league and Pompey's problem really is that we haven't quite necessarily got that that sort of extra gear sometimes against those teams to sort of to crank it up and get results against the best teams in the league which is what we found very difficult now you look at it now and go wait wait a second Hugh because you just played Rotherham you just played Wigan and you beat both of them but they're both quite out of form as well and not not trying to take that away from the players because they have played great and they are scoring a lot of goals but Wigan are on an absolutely awful run of form and Rotherham as well haven't been doing well either so It'll be interesting to see when we come up against a team who are, you know, as good as Shepherd Wednesday, but in very good form as well, whether we can keep the momentum going and actually play the same way or whether it sort of reverts a little bit more back to the mean as it did earlier on uh, when we played good teams in good form. Yeah, definitely. Let's uh, let's talk about the manager as well, Danny Cowley. Obviously, he was linked with Sheffield Wednesday before, I think it when Pulis came in for us. Um, but obviously, he's been there what just over a year now, from you know, March twenty one when he uh, when he signed. Um, do you think he's the right person to get Pompey back into what at least the Championship? Obviously, Premier League beyond that. I mean, two thousand and ten was the last time that he was he was in the Premier League. Obviously, a lot well ten years after after we was, but it's still uh, still quite a long time. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a big supporter of Danny Cowley. I think he's done a very good job, him and Nicky Cowley, because they definitely come as a duo. Yeah. Like, and he's definitely the front man of the band as such. But, you know, both of them are playing playing the instruments, make the music as it goes. But, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a big fan. He's basically had to turn around a t- team, and also not just a team, but a football club who had no interest in sort of looking at football analytics properly. And one of the first things he did was put up a big tower on the training ground so he could actually record our training sessions so they could look back over it and, and do sort of player analysis, which Kenny Jackett obviously didn't even think was a, a necessary thing to watch video back or, or anything like that. He's had to turn our whole way of playing from a very sort of industrious Kenny Jackett style of being nice to the man of long ball football into a team who like to try and press out of possession, win the ball back and try and play through the thirds. Not in an MK Don sort of way, but in a way that passing with a bit more purpose. So he's had quite a big job. I think we had 16 odd players turn around in the summer coming in. And it's, I mean, I spoke to on Sunday, um, our owners flew in um, from America and they invited us down to Fratton Park to have a chat with them there on our podcast. And they were talking about how this is being a, a transition season. I thought we'd come eighth this season. We're sitting around, you know, around that position right now. I'm happy with where we are now. This summer is a massive summer for the fans who will expect next season for us to have a top six finish. So at the moment, I'm happy with the direction the club's going in especially with the management. I think the fans are behind him. 
you always get a couple of people, don't you? In every fan base. <laughs> yep, we've got them but, as well. <laughs> of course. Well, even now. Even now, yep, yep. <laughs> right. <laughs> the choice of doing a podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah we've still got people uh, whinging and moaning about Darren Moore that... And then you look and we think we could finish fourth this season, but yeah, people still don't think he's the is the man. I mean, you, you, you talk about expectations there. I mean, I was I was going to go on to that as well because you've you said it's a transition year this year, but you finished eighth, fourth, fifth, eighth. A win on Saturday means you'll fin- potentially finish eighth again this season. You're currently ninth. But surely, like you know, out of those four or five seasons, you should have been doing you know this kind of almost seemed like no progression there. Yeah, you could say that, wouldn't you? Because because the club sort of went as far as it could go under Kenny Jacket, and there was, there was years of stagnation where, you know, I was on, I went on ITV Meridian and, and called for his head on on television. It was my one first star moment on the local news with people going, <laughs> "Oh my god, I saw you stand on TV." It's my family and stuff, but it was it was a little too late. And the owners have a very idea um, of a sort of American model: slow build, build it up, patience, but. If you have patience in the wrong person for too long, the club can stagnate. So mm. I think now we look for how do we push on under the new regime, under the Cowleys, and I expect progression now going forward season to season. Yeah. Um, you kind of touched on style of play as well. I mean, how would you describe the, the style of player that Cowley likes to likes to put on the on the team? Is it is it something that that's kind of been um a feature all the way through the season, or is he is he adaptable, like depending on the teams that you come up against? It's quite flexible with the system. There's a sort of attitude of how to play for him. And he wants players to go back and win the ball. And when we're playing our best, it's when we're pressing teams high up the pitch and winning the ball back by pressing in numbers. I think when we played against you earlier in the season, we did that. We pressed you quite high, won the ball back. And that allowed us to have, I think it was about 60% of the ball. And Peacock Farrell paid a bit of a blinder, to be honest, <laughs> yeah, to, did, get, yeah. to, get, to get you guys a point. So our style of play is very much that, we, you know, we've got Gavin Bazzuno at the back and we'll touch on the you know, different players to watch, but we like to use him to play the ball out from the back. We've played with wing backs at one point this season. We played with three. So against you, we played three at the back in a wing back system. That's not happening anymore. So at the moment, since we, the January transfer window, we brought in another forward, we brought in uh, Aidan O'Brien to go alongside George Hurst. And he's been pretty decent for us as well. He came on and got the winner against Wigan. Yes. Yeah, off that, the bench. Yeah. But I think we sort of like Danny Cowley was still trying to find out with these sort of players, you know, what system really works best. But we've played 4-4-2, 4-2-3-1, 3-5-2. But the system doesn't always stick the same. It's not like MK Dons who play, this is the way they play and that's it. We'll change it in game if it's not working. Is that welcomed by the fans as well? Like the the changes that he he makes? Or or do you think, just stick with the same system? No, I think it's welcome, especially in game. Because, I mean, mm. Kenny Jacket didn't have a plan B. It was, this is my plan A. And if plan A doesn't work, we're going to get better at plan A. Um, <laughs> yeah, just keep doing it. Yeah. yeah. And when it's not working, that's incredibly frustrating. So Danny Cowley will try and tweak how we play, depending a little bit on the opposition, but how he thinks that we can exploit other teams. But if it's we're going for a game and he's thinking, we're getting rinsed now, you know, in these wingback roles, or we need to add more width, so you bring those wingbacks on. He's not scared to make those sort of changes in game. And you've got obviously the players that can that can adapt and play those different roles. Because I mean, I mean, we we've got a few players that can do that. But some, you know, we we've stuck with a, a three five two. Well, we were four two three one at the start of the season, which 
wasn't you know even though we were top of the league at the start we, we weren't creating a great deal of chances um and then we kind of got found out a little bit so we switched to three three five two and we've just played that system since you know probably five or six games in the season and um like i said even though we have got a few players that are adaptable you look at the squad and you think really they can't really play any other any other system at the at the moment but I've, i'm guessing you have got players that can you know move around and, and are, are still quite comfortable in them positions as well we've got quite a small squad at the moment so it's not the fact that we've got a lot of players and a lot of depth who can roll in and out of that situation but I think it's the fact that the players know the different ways they play and they train in the different systems so they don't just train to play one system they train to play in different systems so they know that if we're changing it up that they have to play that that sort of way as well I'm quite glad you went out of the the 4-2-3-1 the football nerd in me and not because I think it's a bad system but I wanted to see how George Byers got on uh, with you he obviously was with us before yep he did okay I was expecting you know, bigger things from him. I spoke to my mate, uh, Ben Church, shout out to him. Uh, does a lot of football analytics for, um, covering Swansea. And, you know, he was raving about him when he came down and he had all that ability to play. And I, I really backed him. And some Pompey fans thought I was, you know, a bit mad or a bit fanboy about him. But seeing how he, him and Bannon can play together in the formation that you've got, I can see why that would work a lot better than playing him in a maybe a, either a deeper role, playmaking role, or a role where he's sort of asked to be the number 10 which I don't necessarily think suits him either. Yeah, he didn't really get much of a look in at the start of the season, but since um, it were kind of injuries really that that have kind of forced him to to play, and you know, we, now on the podcast we just say the midfield three, which consists of Bannon, Byers, and Luongo. Like we we, we don't call them by name; it is just literally the midfield three. That's you know, it's pretty much a, a given that they're going to start. Although he has been tinkering uh, in recent weeks, but uh, yeah. It, we, we, Let's go on to players to watch then. Uh, you, you mentioned one, Gavin Bazunu, uh, obviously the goalkeeper. Um, 16 clean sheets, which is, I think, I think there's only two other goalkeepers that's kept more clean sheets in the league this season. Uh, obviously, he's only young, 20 years old, um, Republic of Ireland international. Obviously, you've got him on loan from, is it Man City? You've got him on loan from? Um, you, you said there about playing out from the back. It's almost, is you know, that is like the Man City way of playing, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, Bazunu's been absolutely immense this season. I'm sure we'd be a couple of positions down in the league if it wasn't for Baz. Now, two reasons why he's an incredible shot stopper. I'm sure people saw him, you know, save Ronaldo's penalty. Yeah, stop we saw him that, getting yeah. his goal total. And that's the glory moment. You've got young Ireland player of the year and that kind of thing. But Pep Guardiola sees him as a potential replacement for Edison long term. He doesn't, it's not like, a, as you said, it's not a, oh, we've got a couple of extra young players, so we're loaning them out. He, he sees him very clearly being a, a potential first-team starter for Man City. Now, next season, it's been talked about him going to Serie A or Bundesliga or, you know, where's he going to go? So, you know, we're not keeping hold of Baz. But what he's got is he's got amazing distribution. He's probably better with the ball at his feet than a lot of players in League One generally who are outfield players. Yeah. But, well, no, he has got better, he has got better distribution. I'm saying this now and he's probably just going to honk one, isn't he? But, um, <laughs> yeah. but you watch how he plays and he basically plays as a, as a third defender. So what he allows to do is the other defenders to split and he'll play the central role. So he'll come out and, and join the passing as such and allow them to have another passing outlet at the back. He, he can throw it well. He'll play wide little balls across to get the ball going. If you watch Premier League football, you'll see keepers just sort of play chip balls to the yeah. wings. And he can do that. He can just launch a ball to onto the chest of someone who's on the wide right or wide left and stuff like that. Did you expect that when he when you signed him, or were it kind of a bit of a not a shock, but a bit like oh, yep, he's he's quite decent him. 
I expect him to be good. I, I, I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? Because Danny Cowley basically said we've got a good, another good young keeper called Alex Bass who went back out on loan to, to Bradford to get first team football. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Picture the scene all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And a lot of people were like, oh, we're getting a goalkeeper in. We've got a good academy-made goalkeeper here already. So do we need to get one in? But Danny Cowley's system of wanting to get the ball down and play out that way means that, and not comparing to Pep Guardiola, but in a system where you have to play that way and have a keeper who's so comfortable with the ball at his feet... Yeah, I suppose once I saw him play in the first game or two, you think, all right, you know, we've got a real player here. Um, and I've got no doubt he's going to be a fantastic goalkeeper that a lot of people will talk about in the future as one of the potentially, you know, best keepers out there. So watch this space, really. Yeah, and another player, uh, I mean, I can't really talk to you and not mention him, to be honest, is obviously George Hurst. Um, obviously, not only is he a leading goal scorer, but obviously, yeah, links with, with us having been one of our youth players. Uh, I didn't realise he was 23 years old. I still kind of see him as a little 16-year-old, to be to be honest. But obviously, you've got him on loan from Leicester. Um, two things. One, how has he done for you? And uh, secondly, do you want to keep him for, for next season? Because obviously, like I said, he's on loan. So he started the season... Awful. Awfully. <laughs> and what what was incredibly frustrating about him was... He was getting into so many situations where you think he should score. So, you know, it was going into the box. He's made a great run. He's beat the defenders, a free header, and he's just skied it. It's, he's made a through run and it's come through and it's not bounced rightly for him. You're thinking everything's there in this game. He just can't score goals. But if you look at his goals this season, he's got 12 goals now. 11 of those goals in the league have come since this year, since January. So... He, once once that sort of first goal came, he suddenly started just banging them in now. He's got four goals in his last five. He's What I like about George Hurst in particular is he's good with the ball at his feet. He's got a surprisingly quick burst of pace, so he can beat players quickly over time with a bit of pace. Target man can score these heads, and his finishing's been pretty decent as well. It's pretty hard in League One to find a striker who can hold the ball up He's got good movement, so he creates space and chances for himself. And now he's added that finishing to the last string of his bow, or whatever you say in that phrase. He's actually turned out to be a very good complete forward for us. If you average that out over the season, for instance, you're looking at a striker then who's scoring, you know, nearly 30 goals. So, yeah, he's been a very good player, and I expect him to be better next season. Now he's got a team that he's actually managed to score goals in. He likes Danny Cowley. He's come out and said he likes the manager and how how they work together well. And I think, you know, Danny Cowley's got a good record of developing young players, you know, Smith Rowe, et cetera, for Arsenal. And then you just think, right, okay, do we want to keep him? Definitely. 100% yeah, would you, we want to keep him. I mean, would what, on a permanent? Or do you think it'll be another loan? Or what do you think it's going to be? Danny Cowley said that there's a few players out there that are loans they want to make permanents or, or whatever. I think realistically, he's got one more year left on his contract at Leicester and he's supposedly on about 11 grand a week. 
I do think he'll probably play that out on loan with his parent club paying a percentage of that contract. And then we'd look to sign him, maybe even a loan to sign. I don't really know how that would work, but I think I think basically Pompey will probably take him on loan unless Leicester go, we'll take a bit of money for it and he agrees to take a wage drop. But yeah. his sensibility says they'd probably be a loan and then another another uh, signing afterwards. Well, we have a track record for you know past players coming back to Hillsborough, playing against us and, and scoring goals. So um, I'm, I'm sure there'll be quite a lot of Wednesday nights that's put a cheeky tenner on uh, on George Hurst to score a goal on uh, on Saturday anyway. Uh, any other players? Obviously, we picked two out there, um, a goalkeeper and a striker. Any other players that you want to uh, mention? Yeah, I mean, I'm a, bit, I'm a definitely a big fan of Marcus Harness as well. When you look at how we play, we we set up uh, Tuesday, get my days of the week right, against Wigan in a 4-2-3-1. And you've got, then you've got uh, George Hurst leading the line there. Then you've got Michael Jacobs, Marcus Harness, Brennan Curtis. All three of them will play quite fluidly. They'll interchange positions, switch it up a little bit. And Marcus Harness is the player I want to you know, focus on. Can be a bit streaky. Some fans get annoyed with him for losing possession too much, but he's also the player who has the most successful dribbles taking people on. So, you know, you've got to risk it for a biscuit sometimes. Yeah, it comes hand in hand that really, doesn't it, to be fair? Exactly. Um, he's he's our second top goal scorer. He's, I think he's top when you add goals and assists together for us this season. Can beat people, creates a lot of goals for us and can score from outside the box. And the next player, again, I say Gavin Bazunu, done him. Uh, yeah, Michael Jacobs scored a worldie free kick the other day. Not quite Barry Bannon level against MK Dons. <laughs> I was watching live on Sky, which was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, what a game! What a goal! What a player! Goal, goal of the season as well, by the way. Best player in the best player in the league. Mm, well, yeah. If you're asking me, then obviously we're biased, aren't we? So uh, we're always going to say that. <laughs> I thought Wednesday fans had their heads screwed on, obviously not then, James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and the other player I suppose we look at is um, at the back, you've got Sean Raggett, just talking about tactical reasons. And Danny Cowley wants him to play in the centre of defence in a very fixed sort of role. He will sort of head everything out. He's allowed to sort of float and rather than marking because he's so good in the air. If he's just banging balls into the box, he's very good at getting his head to 90-odd percent of those and clearing them out. He's not got the best amount of pace, but the other defenders will sort of try and help cover him in that sense. But if you're just trying to launch balls into the box, which I don't think you do, you will get a situation where Raggett will be very good at cleaning, cleaning the ball up um, from the back in the air. Yeah. Um, now, before we, um, well, before I get your thoughts on us and obviously talk about Saturday, let, let's touch on uh, the last meeting, which you have already br briefly spoke about. Obviously, uh, Tuesday, 7th of December, um, another game that we're live on Sky, uh, a, a nil-nil draw, which for us was probably a relief, to be honest, because uh, I don't know if you remember, we had no recognised centre-backs at the time. We played a 3-5-2 a with Johnson, who was a winger, uh, Palmer, who was a right-back, and, and Patterson, who was predominantly played up front this season in, in defence. Uh, obviously, we got that red card as well after, was it around 60, 60 minutes, I think it was. Um, yeah, I'm guessing you were a bit annoyed that you couldn't take the three points that day. Because like I said, we were, I wouldn't say delighted with a point, because obviously at the time we were kind of around about the similar position in the league and we kind of wanted to kick on a little bit. But, you know, having seen what the team we put out, a point for us was, uh, was a good result in the end. I said disappointed that we couldn't get the goal especially after you went down to 10 men. But, you know, they keep playing a bit of a worldie. These things happen in football. 
I think this is a little bit of the story of our season, as I said earlier on, can't sometimes score those big goals against teams who are above us in the league or around us. So Danny Callis already said he wants to add in the summer more firepower up front. That's something we've got to do. We're pretty solid defensively. We just need to have someone who can just create that chance a little bit more sometimes, a bit more not relying on a few players. And in that game, I was I was standing in the back of the front and end and I was just thinking, is it going to come? And it was one of those that it could happen. But at the end of the day, I don't think a nil-nil was a fair result. Not to say that. I know it sounds very, that would be the PC response, but I don't think it was. I think we should have won the game. But you got a point, and maybe that's how you, you get, get to the position you are. You know, you get points, and maybe you don't deserve to, and then you pick up wins, and you do. So that's what makes you a playoff team, really, isn't it? When you can do that, rather than having to really battle for every goal you get. Well, it's funny, actually, because that, that is probably the only the only game, thinking back, where we've actually kind of not deserved anything and actually actually got something. Like, you know, where there's been times where we have been beaten, and we've been awful. Um, but mainly it's been... You know, against your likes of Morecambe, who you've mentioned, Gillingham, Accrington, all them, all those sides where you know they they come and they put you know two banks of five and and play out trying to trying to play for a point kind of thing. Those teams that really frustrated, and I'm I'm so relieved that Portsmouth aren't a team that's going to do that on uh, on Saturday and actually going to going to give it a good go because you know it's um, it's so boring watching uh, watching that sort of football. Um, Go on then, what's your thoughts on us then as a outside looking in? I mean, I've touched on a few players already. I think your midfield's really good. I like I like the way you sort of win the ball back. You press teams, don't give them loads of time on the ball. I was watching, I've watched a fair few games of yours this season, but I was referenced the MK Dons when I was watching and you sort of allowed them to play the ball square across their own sort of box and stuff like that. But you didn't give them any time on the ball but you also kept your shape very well. I think you're very well organised. I think the depth is is very good. Gregory up front, rate him. Again, he's a goal scorer. Like that. Two, goal, two goals in a minute on Tuesday. A well. minute? Yeah, two goals in a minute he scored, yeah, against uh, against Fleetwood, which were, uh, yeah, a rollercoaster of emotions that, that day on Tuesday night. But you've got goals across your squad, haven't you? 20 uh, Berino, tw- tw- seven. Tw- 20, yeah. 20 players um, have scored for us so far this season. So uh, Even the assists as well. You know, Bannon, 12, you know, Johnson, 6, Hunt, 6, Gregory, 5, Luongo, 4. You're just, you're just looking at the, your team generally, and it's not like you're not an easy team to play against in, in the way of defending. You know, you're not a, a Sunderland, with, you know, stood up front or whatever. You're not a, one of those players who, teams that have a few players and that's it. You can mark them out the game. Uh, Matty Taylor at Oxford and... Uh, Brannigan as well, you know, if you, you can really sit on those couple of players, you can you can do well against Oxford. But for you, you can see, I think you've got quite a good championship squad. Whether you've got a good enough championship squad to stay up in the championship is a difference, right? But well, exactly. You might need we... to add a few players to it. But I think this all-round Sheffield Wednesday team, not just that everyone's exceptional, but the whole squad as a whole are very good and not surprised to see where you are at the moment. Yeah, I mean, how do you see Saturday panning out then? Like I said, it's uh, doesn't really have much of it, any meaning to, for yourself other than it's a, a decent day out. But, but you know, how do you how do you see the the game going? Well, we're bringing them. Um, he gave us three thousand tickets, and we sold them out um, for a game that we've not we've been playing a couple of months really now. To be honest, football that doesn't mean anything. We ruined Wigan's party at the Fratton Park, um, and Pompey fans are just going up there to see if we can do the same. Danny Cowley's given the same sort of speech to the players and let's go up there and try and try and cause some problems and you know be the party poopers on the day that's what we're going to go and just do we're going to try and turn up and 
on a big stage with you know a packed full sold out grounds and you know in front of 3000 fans who traveled up for a 12:30 kickoff from the south coast for absolutely no reason apart from the fact to support a team I think we're going to be loud. The players are going to be up for it. However, that doesn't mean that our away form is going to be very good because we always travel in numbers and give it give it a good one. Does that mean we're going to win the game? Probably not. I'd say that, you know, my heart wants me to try and be slightly positive and say we could nick it or, or 1-1 draw. Most likely, I reckon it'll be a 2-1 Shepherd Wednesday win. Goals from, and I'm going to say Byers because he's the next Pompey player. Gregory. And then and George, George Hurst. Hurst. <laughs> yeah. yeah. George Hurst has scored the first goal just to just to really rub it in and you know make Wednesday fans go mad before you pull it back, get two, and it's uh it's it's a bit of a celebration in Hillsborough. Well, if it finishes like that, then I'd be uh I'd be delighted. Is, is it fancy dress for um for the away fans in the last away game of the season? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think we're all going as the Avengers. No, no, we're not. I've not I've not thought of a theme, but thinking that now, James, I might actually tell the lads it's fancy dress. <laughs> And um, yes. see if anyone's not listened to this and just turns up anyway as Wonder Woman or or whatever. It's got to be fancy dress for the last game of the season, surely. You got any suggestions? What what should I be doing? What what costume? Uh, that, I don't know. You can Teletubbies or something like that, or uh... Teletubbies. That sounds roasting. After we're going out on the Friday night as well because it's easier to stay up there. And I can imagine the beer just sweating out at me now as I'm dressed up as Tinky Winky or La La <laughs> or something. Just La La with sweat patches and like. Yeah. yeah well, no. I, we'll we'll have I've already got the inflatables ready for uh, for on Saturday, so it'll be a bit of a. Uh bit of an atmosphere and what have you so it should be should be good um go on, before i let you go then where can we find you on the on the socials and your podcasts etc yeah so our, our site we've got a site called pompey news now you can find us on twitter at pompey news now uh same as on instagram uh, we write a lot of stuff on there as well and our podcast is the po forecast which is for pompey news now and that's po4 as in the postcode and then cast uh, yeah check us out and yeah, that's it really. I'm guessing we're at the end of the season, let's be honest. So you're not going to be thinking, all right, let's go and find out what stuff Pompey are planning to do for the summer. So thanks for the shout out anyway, James. But, no problem. Uh, we'll they, they, they might be, you know, people listen to the podcast. I mean, I know I sometimes uh, find out what they've been talking about. I mean, we had quite a lot of Wickham fans um, listen to our podcast in the past week after we played them. And um, yeah, they were all playing bingo for um, all the things that the other teams say about them, you know, they're... Um, it's what they always do, and I would I'd hate to watch that them sort of teams and stuff like that. So, uh, well, they're right so yeah. as well, right? Well, the the reason, you no, know, the the fact that they've got a, a bingo card says it all, doesn't it? Really, to be honest, but it uh, does. Sorry, yeah. Alex, who's uh, the guy who went from Wickham, but yeah, you're shy. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. Hugh, thank you very much for joining us. Do really appreciate it. If you have enjoyed listening to the podcast, then please make sure you subscribe and leave a rating or a review. Um, all the best. Hope you enjoy your trip up to Sheffield, Hugh, but uh, come, what, three o'clock on, uh, on Saturday, hopefully you, you, you're not enjoying it that much. Well, let's be honest, James, whatever happens on the football field, we're all coming for a party and we're going to be enjoying ourselves. Nothing on the line. It's going to be, we'll try to be loud and have a lot of fun. Great stuff. You, thank you very much, mate. Cheers. Thanks, James. Thanks for having me on. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.